0: Hello, this is The Tribe Stories, the curated sermons, conversations, and collections of poetry of The Tribe Lagos. The Tribe Lagos is a gospel expression based in the city of Lagos, committed to reaching the next generation with the message of God's love and grace. May this refresh and revive you as you listen. So, guys, this morning, let's go to John 14. I'll try and wrap this up very quickly, as always. shock on that today yeah. <laughs> all right so um for you the lord loved it to give us time yeah. so okay, guys john 14 was quite interesting toby jumped in here so we're doing the series jesus is the way jesus is the truth and jesus is the life toby did a bit of work and a good work on just pushing through what it means for jesus to be the way right and I want to dive a bit and just take that conversation a little longer. It's I am the truth, I am the life. So John 14, verse 6, Jesus explained, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes next to the Father except through union with me. Say, so, you union know, with me. Yeah. "'To know me is to know my Father too. "'And from now on you will realize "'that you have seen him and experienced him.'" Philip spoke up, "'Lord, show us the Father, "'and that will be all that we need.'" Jesus replied, "'Philip, I have been with you all this time "'and you still don't know who I am. "'How could you ask me to show you the Father?' For anyone who has looked at me has seen the Father. Don't you believe that the Father is living in me and that I am living in the Father? Even my words are are not my own but comes from the Father. For he lives in me and performs his miracles of power through me. Think about that. He lives in me and performs his miracle of power to me. 11, believe that I live as one with my father and my father lives as one with me. Or at least believe because of the mighty miracles I have done. I tell you this timeless truth. The person who follows me in faith, believing in me, will do the same mighty miracles that I do. Even greater miracles than these because I go, I go to be with my father. 13, for I will do whatever you ask me to do, when you ask me, in my when you ask in my name. And that is how the son will show what the father is. Really like, bring, bring, like, like, really like, and bring glory to him. Ask me anything in my name and I will do it. Now he goes on to really, really expound on this. And I ask the father and he will give you the, another savior, the Holy Spirit of truth, who will be your friend. Just like me, and he will never leave you. The world won't receive him because they can't see him or know him, but you know him intimately because he remains with you and will live inside of you. Now, in another translation, when Jesus was teaching them on this particular context, he, they were telling him, Okay, how do we come into this? And he said, Have you not understood? If you read further down, he says, The work that I do, greater work shall you do. So I want us to stay on that thought for a second. Jesus was telling them something, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he was telling them, I do miracles the way Father does miracles through me. And he goes on to say, the works that I do, the greater works shall you do. Now, here is where this thing gets a little tricky. I think that the church oftentimes tend to position the gospel as though what we are called to do is to just worship Jesus and stop there. But that's not what the gospel is. In fact, Jesus did not even recommend those things. You know what the gospel was supposed to do for us? That Jesus will come alive in us. So there are two different things. There's the the gospel of Jesus and there's the gospel that Jesus preached. So when we talk about Jesus, we sometimes freeze him in the Bible, in the historical accounts of the man who was born and lived. But he didn't live that life so that we we will freeze him in that life. He lived that life so that the Christ that lived that life in him will live the life in us. So that's what we speak of God consciousness, that everything Jesus was, we now are. So if the gospel is not inviting you to be more like Christ, then there is something missing about the gospel. The gospel is not about you giving your life to Christ. No, that is half a story. The gospel is that in the encounter, Christ comes alive in you. Say, it comes alive in me. So when you say you give your life to Christ, it's separation. Because you're giving your life. When you give something, you lose it now. So the thing has left your hand and you are now apart from the life. But the gospel, he didn't interpret it like that. He said, I will send you a comforter the Holy Spirit. You are receiving a life. And that life you have received is the life that authors you and defines you. Right? So think about it for a second. You have received the life. The truth of the gospel is that everything Christ is, you are. So if Jesus is saying the way, the truth, and the life, sometimes we tend to, if you are born a Christian home, your Muslim friends are going to be a victim of this scripture. No, all the Muslims, even if you've lived around, let's, let's get real for a second. The way I think about it, or the way I was raised thinking about it, it was like, Jesus is the way. It's the truth. Muslims, Allah is their way. Buddhists, Buddha is their way. Hindu, what's that their guy's name? Okay, something is their name. So at the end of the day, like they all have this thing. And if you are practicing African religion, Orisha, the what's their, African has their own. <laughs> So, yeah, there are some people that actually said, all road leads to God. You know, I have some friends like that. They say, all road leads to God. Let's not be thinking that. But here's the Bible. Jesus gave this very interesting scripture. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So, quite frankly, the way you are meant to interpret as a Christian, not all road leads to God. Jesus only road leads to God. You understand? But there's something deeper in what he was saying because at the time he made this statement, there was nothing like Islam. Do you know that? When he made this statement, Islam didn't exist. So it's not like he was comparing Christianity versus Islam. He was speaking something deeper, that you and I must hold truth. So what he was saying, because you, first of all, you're a Christian because maybe on a level you're born into a Christian home. If you don't have a relation, if you're a Muslim, you're born into a Muslim home. So there is a part of your Christianity that is just culture and it's not enough. You cannot just stay there. There has to be a personal encounter and experience of God to own it. But what Jesus was speaking here was something very interesting. In this context, there is a very wide gap. He was speaking on one level, on the context of separation and union. So this is what it is. In, Jesus came and redefined everything. When Baba showed up, one thing he said to them was that, you guys look for God, but I'm speaking here, I'm introducing you to God. The Christianity was the first religion that brought God from the distant sky and put it inside man. Like Christianity, The basis for Christianity is that God is no longer absent. We don't have God absent lives, for God lives in us as our life. Jesus stated it, Paul said it. So if you are piloting your Christianity without the understanding that God lives in you, you will never find the full expression of truth. Because the truth he was talking about is that God lives in you. So there is a sense that if you really understand you're one with God, you have actually come close to it. So the second thing he was talking about was grace. When he says, I am the way, if you think about it, Jesus is the personification of grace. So when he's saying, I am the way, he's saying, grace is the way. Now, what is grace? God's expense. God's, God's riches are the expense of Christ's expense. Now, think about it. In every religion, you find God. Do you know that? You find God. In every religion, you are the one hunting for truth. You're looking for God, so you have to go to the mountain. The monks go climb something, you understand? The monks go far. The the, the more quieter the place, the more they will experience God. Then the Islam has to go to Mecca. They have to go to Mecca. And that Mecca is once in a while, you understand? The holy land is Mecca. But Christianity, I hope you're not practicing pagan. Because if you think that there is a holy place that you need to go and encounter God, you're more pagan than you're Christian. Because Christ did not look at the scripture and He said, if you see me, you see my father. I am my father, warned. my father is here. I speak as my father, I believe as my father. So he actually said, I am one with God. If you see me, you've seen God, this is what it is. In grace, in opposite of grace is law. And the, the distinction is that in law, law is rooted in man's efforts, man's efforts. Everything in law is that man began a search for God. So the way, Proverbs 14, verse 12 says, there is a way that seemeth right unto a man. So this is a way, there is a way. The, the way is that there are, there, there are ways. And in this way, man is searching to encounter God. But Jesus said, this is not, Jesus said, I am the way. Now if you know this is about definite article, right? It changes the perspective. It's not dragging with anybody. It is is in its own class. So in this law, in a way, the search began with man. But in the gospel, right, guess what? The search began with God. So in the gospel, God is on a search. The shepherd went for the sheep. He said, we are prodigal by nature. He said, all we like sheep have gone astray. Mm Each of us turning our own separate way, God became a man so that he would find us and bring us home back to himself. So in the gospel, the gospel is rooted in man, in God's efforts to you. That is what grace is. So every gospel that tells you, you needed to do something more to be able to get to find God, you are found. So our response of giving our life to Christ is, guess what? Somebody spoke about it that you are loved, or God has found you, or God gave his life for you. You now say, Father, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. It is not that prayer that made it real. Because that 2,000 years ago, that thing happened. So your prayer is not making it any more real than it has always been. It's that that your prayer is bringing that which is true into your own personal experience. So it's called that which is objective truth has become your personal experience. It's not that your prayer made it happen. It's that you you got out of the way to allow you to see that it happened. So everything, this in the gospel, the gospel began with man's search for God. So the lost coin, the lost sheep, everything was about the good. The father begins the search and starts to go after man. So Jesus gave a story about the prodigal son. The interesting part of the prodigal son is that when that prodigal guy left his father's house, it was a condition, it was a, it was a story of consciousness. It was telling us how when we drift away from our father's house, it was about you leaving union. The moment you stop thinking that God is in you and you are now going to search for, you've gone into the prodigal journey. So the prodigal journey is that whenever you feel God is absent or you somehow feel like, I need to, I need to do something more to find God. You're already buying into this. So Jesus was saying, I am the way because Christianity, is, it begins with what? the search God search for man. In every religion, it began with man's search for God. When God searches, this is what grace is. You are not saved by your effort, you are saved by grace alone, through faith alone. You can't attain salvation by works. Now, if you say, guys, we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Let me ask you a question. Previously, the way they got saved was to circumcise. The law was a performance. You have to do some things to be saved. So Paul comes on the scene and he tells them, you can't be doing things and be saved. Salvation is already achieved in Christ. You just believe it and it is yours. Now, if I change it and tell you, okay, now, you don't need to do anything to be saved because they've ended it. All you need to do is to believe in your heart. Do you know, I've actually replaced one works with another works. The second works is intellectual assent. The first one is activity. But that intellectual assent is also works in itself. But the gospel is a declaration of what God believes about you. So, when you tell somebody, what do you believe about God? It's one good thing because we need to believe right. But the gospel is first knowing that God believes something about you. You know what Romans said, while we're yet seen as Christ died for us, right? So God already believes that your worth dying for. It means that you're worthy of his affection. So if you don't see that picture, you will always struggle. Everything about you is now found in Christ. Now guys, we're going to do a chat. Paul, was talking about there are two dimensions. There is Jesus Christ. And I keep telling you, Christ was not his son Nemo. Do you know that? No, Christ was not his son Nemo. It's not like he just woke up one day. His son name was ideally, it should be Yeshua Bar Joseph. You understand? It be Yeshua Bar Joseph. Because, and I'm sure that if you go to Israel that year, there are many Yeshua's. Yeshua Four. Yeshua Nduka. Yeshua Achinibu. You understand? You find it there. That's you understand? Yeah, that's just right. You find it all over the place. But he he didn't call himself. The funny thing, he asked Peter, okay, who do men say I am? Peter answered, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Now let's look at Colossians. Colossians said to give us a picture of Christ. Very, very interesting scripture. If we look at Colossians 1. Getting close though. Colossians 1. See, if you go to... From 12, he says, Your heart can swell with joyful gratitude when you think of how God made you worthy to receive the glorious inheritance freely given to us by living in the light. He has rescued us completely from the tyrannical rule of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of realm of his beloved son. For in the Son all our sins are what? Cancelled. We have, we, have we have the release of redemption through his very blood. 16 says, He's the portrait, the divine portrait the true likeness of the invisible God and the firstborn heir of all creation. Now, I want you guys to ponder on this next scripture. Guys, we go to school. No thinker. See what it says. For in him was created the universe of things. So what Paul was writing here, Paul was saying when Jesus said Jesus Christ and he's telling us that Christ did not begin when Jesus was born. He was saying that, see, he says, okay, are we reading it here? It said, and in him, and he said, and he himself existed before all things. And in him, all things consist. Koher, he, he also is the head of his body, the church. So if he's telling us that the manifestation of Christ, of Jesus, wasn't where Christ began. Can you process it? What he was actually telling us here is that there are two dimensions. There's Jesus. But Jesus identified himself with Christ. Every time you identify yourself in union with God, you've entered the Christ dimension. That was what it is. Jesus identified himself in union with God. He entered the Christ dimension. So your Christ dimension is the moment you know that God is in love. When you enter love, you've entered the Christ dimension. So the Christ dimension is actually multifaceted. It's actually not one place. So I want, I'm going to quickly conclude on some things, right? So first of all, Christ is not restricted only to Jesus. Christ is the identity of every true believer. So you must understand that as Christ was in Jesus, so is Christ in you. So 1 John 14 says that as he is in this world, what, so are we. So that as he lived in Christ, as Christ lived in Jesus, Christ lives in you. Say Christ lives in me. So let's look at Colossians 2. We'll push a little on that one. Chapter 2. Please cancel your Uber. (laughs) Colossians 2. I think I'll do 3. So, um, I was looking at where Paul was talking about. This is the mystery of all ages. All through Colossians, from Colossians 1, Colossians 2. If you look at it, he says, this is the mystery of all ages. That Christ in you, the hope of glory. Yeah. Huh? Okay, let's look at that one. Colossians 1, 22. Please, give me Colossians 1, 22. Ah, this thing is here. Any more treasures of divine wisdom? Cry this place, there's so much meat here. Seven. Okay, 1, 20, Colossians 1, 27. Let's see it. Guys, so this is what I need you to understand today. You are more than yourself. The truth of your being is that there is Christ living in you. Just the way he lived in Christ. So see what it says. To whom God has pleased to make known how great, how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the Okay, glory of this mystery. Now, what is the mystery? When you hear mystery or mysterion, mysterion is that there's something plain out here. The mystery has always been which is Christ within you and among you, the hope of of glory. So guess what? There was something already hidden in you from the beginning of time that the Holy Spirit came to activate. The entrance of the Holy Spirit was not to make you ordinary, it was to bring out the Christ in you. So what it means is that there is a dimension to life you're meant to live from that makes things more possible. See, this Christ is a creative force. This Christ is a person. Once you understand it, some of us have a revelation of the Holy Spirit, but we didn't have a revelation of the Christ in us. And while they are the same, they are quite different on a level, right? Because if you don't understand the Christ in you, uh, you, you your, there is a, your identity will be shifted. Have you seen some people, they are powerful in manifestation. The Holy Spirit will come, they will minister, the Holy Spirit, put them in separation. So the Holy Spirit is an event. He comes and goes. So when they they are worshiping, the Holy Spirit is just coming now, guys. Oh, he just entered here. So they, they think of him as something that they, when they worship harder, he comes more. There is, hello. But you are more, He's more present in you. He's your present help in time of need. He never leaves. That you're not as conscious of it doesn't make it less true. So this service, this morning, is to make you conscious of it every of your waking moments. That when you wake up and you feel depressed, Christ will be the hope of glory. That's the answer. That when you wake up and you don't have money, he's your inheritance. He gives you access to the riches of your father. So guys, there is a dimension to Christ. Paul used it 130 something times. Christ in you, the hope of glory, you in Christ. So guys, let's wrap up on this. Here we go. If I think of Christ as a multi-dimension, there are scriptures that speaks of Christ as a person in us. I'll call it a person or a living presence. Living presence. There is a scripture that speaks of Christ as a place. There's a scripture that speaks of Christ as power. There are scriptures that speak of Christ as um, place power. Uh, What else would I put here? Place power. Um, Perspective. Right? So anybody can remind me of any scripture that speaks of Christ as a person or a living thing or a living presence? Galatians 2, verse 21 or 20. Galatians 2:20. What did Paul say? No longer I live, but Christ lives in me. So he now says that the person living in you is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ is living in you. So you need to migrate. The beauty of renewing your mind is that you're coming out of your mind as you know yourself in culture. You're entering into the mind that you're meant to have, which is the mind of Christ. So first of all, say Christ lives in me. Christ lives in me. <laughs> yeah, Christ lives in you. As, as simple as that is it's profound. Though. You know what that means? You're a holy place. You know what that means? You are the location where God lives. That means if they want to have an encounter on your streets, make them run from you. You shouldn't be running away from somebody. You know, some people say, which is they around? No, no, no. You shouldn't be threatened by the witches. They are threatened by you. You are a danger to danger. So wherever you are, God is. That was the context of Jesus would just be walking around. The one day they came for him to pay tax. He said, are you asking me to pay tax? Please go fishing. And then quickly the money came, he paid. There was this, he lived above the universe. He knew who he was. He stayed in, he stayed in power because your Christ is your power is your identity. Now let's talk about Christ as a person, right? It, the Bible speaks in 2 Corinthians 5, verse uh, 5, 17. It says, we are now a new creation in what? In Christ, so there is a new creation. What would that answer to us? It speaks of a new identity, a new people, a new tribe. So if Christ is a new nation, there is a new nation. So your new creation in Christ Jesus, all things are what? Passed away, all things have become new. Therefore, everything that has been a story of your past can no longer hold a claim to your future. Christ has become your meta-narrative. So everything that you struggled with now takes a perspective. Christ in you, the hope of glory, you live in Christ. Were you raped as a child? That story no longer holds claim over you. As painful as that thing is, your new claim is that Christ in me now, the hope of glory, I'm a new creation. Don't use it and not pay debt. Don't say we new creation, I won't pay my bet. No, no, that's, that's a, that's, that one is not it. The reality of the new creation is that you affirm what is true of Christ. So see yourself through the lens of his eyes because Christ is also a nation of people. So when you come into Christ, Jesus was just the doorway into that access called Christ. So Jesus was the doorway. Christ is the kingdom of God, the expansive kingdom of God. Now, let's think of a scripture that speaks of Christ as a place. What's that one saying? You're hidden in Christ. What that means is that you are afraid of flying. How can you be afraid of flying? Because you are dead; cannot crash. There's no, it can't happen. You know why? Christ no Okay, guys, you know what we mean. You know what we mean. So I, I, I'm not saying that Christians who died didn't have Christ. Though, I'm saying that there is something I need you guys to hold. Because if we know these things, we can avert any danger. We can upturn things. Reality answers to you. You're not confined by it. So in this place, your life is hidden in Christ. Nothing can get to you without first getting to Christ. That includes depression. So if you know you're in Christ, your depression can't enter Christ and enter you. It's too powerful. It cannot happen. Now let's think of Christ as a perspective. Any scripture, any scripture coming to mind of Christ as a perspective, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ. For we have the words mind of Christ so uh, what that means is that your perspective of life is to consistently see things through Christ so people can tell you there's recession no you do you know why there are prototype of Christ in the Old Testament one of them was Isaac there was this time when people were collapsing on the... rejoice let's close come in people were collapsing things were falling apart and you know what she said what they said that Isaac in the same year of farming in the same year of recession he sowed and he reaped A hundred times. So you are the that that man was speaking of your possibilities. So in recession, you can no longer be following the trend. Market don't crash. If you put in a trade, you have put in a trade. It can't crash. Your trade uh, because you play by the superior law. Your life, your perspective must always be: What would Jesus think? How would God see it? Perspective: Abundance, not scarcity. Perspective: Love, not scarcity of love. So in this perspective, you have all things in Christ. It says, Christ is your inheritance. And that inheritance is loaded. So let's close with Revelation 5. We don't need to close too much today. Revelation 5:12. I, I want to keep it short and precise, because you guys took my time. But the Lord is helping his son, because I'm beloved. Okay, so here, yeah, there's something this scripture was giving us this, saying a loud voice. If we backtrack to 11, let's backtrack to 11 to get a bit of context. So here's what people do. understand, right? John and Paul, Paul understood what happened when Jesus died. The four Gospels cannot give you the life of a believer. Guys, the four Gospels is not your reality. Those guys were living without the understanding of who they are in the Holy Spirit. So they are good to have, is the journey to the fullness. But the four Gospels spoke about the death of Christ, how he lived, the historical account. Christ, the man who lived. But they didn't understand that when he died, Paul was the person that started to open our eyes first and said when he died, there was something going on. He took captivity he took captivity captive. Like he went in and, and chained all the oppressors and he said he made a public show of them. And so what happened? While he was being killed on earth, he was being a conqueror in, in, in the other realm. John now came close to seeing what was happening. That he didn't, you know, after he died, disciples quit. They went home. Some went to hide. Some of them actually, I mean, the road to Emasus, there was two of them there. And, uh, and then there was this encounter. Most of them felt like it's, it's game over. All Peter wanted was a man that would go to war, conquer and, and then bring down Caesar, throw off Rome and free them. But what they got was something else. Paul now started to tell us when he died, we died with him. When he was buried, were buried with him but when he resurrected we resurrected with him and today that every believer has the holy spirit the same spirit that is in christ in Romans 8 verse 14 that same spirit that quickened him from the dead now dwells in you and it quickens our mortal bodies which means death cannot stay where you are because christ lives in you he quickens your mortal bodies John now gave us another picture that when Jesus died, there was something, there was a transaction that was happening, even on the other side. And it was like, that transaction has your name on it. That transaction is about you. And if you want to walk in truth, you have to walk in power because the reality of that life is to so find expression in you. Here goes John, want to leave us now? So Revelation, Revelation 5 verse 12, we backtrack to 11. So he had reclaimed what was, what was lost and he was not giving us a picture. Please put it up, put it up. Revelation 5, verse 11 says, Now I looked and I heard the voice of many angels on every side of the throne and of the living creatures and the elders of the heavenly Sanhedrin, and they numbered 10,000, saying in a loud voice, Deserving is the Lamb who was sacrificed to receive what? So, guys, everything he received, guess who we received them for? Yeah. So look at this thing this weekend for the rest of your life. You are qualified to function in these things. This has your name on it. I don't know what they've told you. If they tell you opportunity comes but once, that is not your reality. You are an opportunity manufacturing machine. You are are the one for whom all things are possible. Not for whom only one possibility exists. They say God is a, second, a God of second chance, but we meet God in Christ, God of limitless chances. Yes. Like God's love doesn't run; He's not running on, on low supply. God's yes. tank is never on red. So saying in the loud voice, this heaven is a lamb Who was sacrificed to what? Receive all the power. Say power, power. Riches. riches, wisdom, wisdom. Might. might, honor, honor. honor. majesty, majesty. And, blessing. and blessing. Now, which one do you need? You have all. Yeah. Now think about it uh, this dimension some people in the old testament worked in only one you know solomon where was solomon in this yeah solomon had wisdom and riches solomon touched he touched glory small but wisdom and riches that guy never went to war so if, you are, if your life is a crisis is a crisis management you need this this dimension you already have it activate it how we activate it is praying in tongues so like, it, because i'm not putting in the wisdom the wisdom is already present in Christ. So you're not becoming Christ. You're already Christ. The only thing is that your consciousness is growing to realize who you already are. So you're not... When we're talking about in him all fullness dwells, that you're growing to, until Christ is be formed in you. He was actually talking about your consciousness, understanding that which is already true. Christ does not exist in dimension. He's not like small Christ, talk Christ. He's present, fully present. No less present in Jesus than he is in you. So guys, Solomon walked in power. Walk in power. So power was there. Uh, who worked in power? Samson. Samson worked in power. That guy one day used the jawbone of an ass to pull down a military system. He was a one-man... No, that thing was a Game of Thrones that has not been made. Yeah. I need to watch that movie. Maybe we'll animate it someday. But that guy, jawbone of an ass, that's the title of the movie. Jawbone of an ass. The guy just carried jawbone. Imagine people are showing up with guns. You understand? Like, the guy, they carry jawbone, and then he has this swiftness, like a chariot. He used to run through troops and leap over walls. You understand? That was the dimension. Now, how do they live? You understand? How are you living your life? Do you know there is a dimension of power? It's called dynamis. There is power available in you and for you. You can stand and change things. Oh. Do not lock up yourself and shut yourself from possibilities. Oh. Your mother's health is waiting for some instruction. She may not have it by consciousness. You have it. Your father's job and business that is declining, upturn it. That which they don't understand, you now carry the understanding to implement. David walked in a dimension, which was his own dimension? Yeah, David, David walked in blessing. Abraham walked in blessing. In fact, do you know one day, nations came to Abraham and said, Baba, let's sign treaties. They were threatened by his success. They said, we don't want you to join with our enemies to invade us. Sign that you love us and you'll be our friend. A nation were threatened by one man's wealth. And God said, the same context, the blessings of Abraham is made available unto you. As he is So are you The wealth of Isaac Are waiting for you to draw So my point is Wealth is not Something that is Distant from you It is an authority You have it The earth is the Lord, And its fullness thereof Is the Lord You now are his son Take your inheritance Inheritance is where Wealth, wealth. is not salarial Make imagination Make space for the imagination Of inheritance Some things Are waiting for your instruction Now let's look at um, Might Okay Something worked in that Honor Who worked in honor Honor Joseph. Joseph. Powerful. So, guess what? Daniel. Daniel. But I need a lady. Esther. 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 Lady took over. She took over. one thing, so. Let's see about that. Esther. Because um, when Vashti couldn't align, when she came up, and they didn't even know she was a Jew, she came up. She won the show. Hey. Yeah. Rahab, those are dangerous women. They, are, they worked in honor. Yeah. Ruth was not even a Jew. She entered the lineage. You understand? She she found honor. She found her way. Only to go and pick grapes. Man, don't see him. <laughs> you know, so? The man just made Jesus. Where have you been? She said, I'm just around town. I just came out, you know. <laughs> no, 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 so, so guys, if you are waiting, some boys, you know that dimension has to rub on your face. Yeah. If your face, under, you know, no lady has ever told you you're handsome. Honor awaits you. (laughs) No, do you know? Do you know this thing? eh? There was, there was, guys. Let me give you guys this speed. Let me give you this speed. There was a guy in school that year. He was a pastor. He wasn't very fine. Like, guys, we thought he wasn't very. Everybody felt like he wasn't so handsome. But the guy used prayer changed things, so. No, he changed things. The girls that were not following him in school, the others, the only men could wonder, what do they see in him? No, that was it. No, he was attracting. He was attracting the high and he was attracting the beautiful ones that are born. <laughs> the guy, but the point is that the other guys would say, well, no, we know that story is the But the guy said, say, camarados, he has done things. <laughs> yeah. So my point is that there are dimensions. So enter there, in a, in a strange land, the queen, a slave becomes a queen. Honor, they just hired you yesterday. And yet your boss's favorite, And they carry you for a meeting. Honor, they've passed you on two promotions. Activate honor. They shouldn't pass you on promotion. Activate honor. Sometimes honor is just a favor. Just looking at you are like you've been around quite some your time. I like the presence in this office. You bring energy. Give us some bonus. Bonus, honor. Bonus, you've been saying I haven't gotten bonus in a while. Activate it. When they passed, the man said, the book of remembrance open for you. Who, 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 that book of remembrance? Who has it again? That's, that guy walked in that dimension. Monika, book of remembrance. Philip said, somebody treated me well. I want to bless. The king woke up one day, I want to bless somebody. Who is there? Your name was mentioned. See, these guys were given as prototype. But in Christ, we have everything. They walked in one dimension or the other. They, for them, the, the Holy Spirit used to come and go. We lives. It's an abiding presence. Everything you need is already in Christ. The truth about you is true about Christ. Christ's consciousness is your consciousness. The way he lived, lived that way. The way he prayed, prayed that way. The way he loved, loved that way. And more importantly, the way he believed it was love, accept that you're loved that way. Give yourself the gift of God's love for you. Get out of your way and let all that Christ is be fully manifested in you. Let's pray. You can log on to TheTribeLagos.com or email us at hello at Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on The Tribe Lagos. God bless.